Depression is a motherfucker. But there is help out there. I urge you that if you are depressed and have thoughts of suicide, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. And if that's not there, I'd also like to support the Trevor Foundation. You can find them at trevorfoundation.org. This is Nicholas Dye from Nowhere, California and the Ectopod. Remember, there is help out there and you are not alone. Okay, let's keep this simple. The elections are coming up. If you need any information, go to nerdsvote.com. Take your time, do your research, but vote. You are now entering Nowhere, California. If you love what you hear, you can find us on your favorite podcast search engines and subscribe. And also, if you don't mind, leave us a like or a review. And if hearing us is not enough, you can always get your Nowhere, California fix by going to NowhereCalifornia.com. And you can send your thoughts, ideas, or some random bullshit to our email, which is nowhere underscore California at yahoo.com. Don't forget, we are Nowhere California. Ideas from everywhere, voices from nowhere since 2011. This is Josh. This is Nick. And welcome to Nowhere California. And if you can hear that whirling in the background, it's hot as balls. Fuck. <laughs> So, in our little woods, our neck of the woods here in uh, nowhere, California, it gets fucking hot. Well, actually, I don't know why I have to explain the whirling, because if you listen to past episodes of Nowhere, like when we're at your old place, the oh, yeah. air conditioning there. Fucking just, just blowing right into You just know the time of year by the little whirling in the background. That's fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and also, too, if you can tell, no delay between us, because we're in the same fucking room. Yes, we are. I'm gazing into his lovely eyes right now. And I'm realizing he has no pants on. Well, some things you carry through COVID. And it's hot. Yes, some things you carry through. You don't want the swampy balls thinking of the room. Exactly. Yeah, that's fair. We got a lot to cover, um, but to get right into the mix uh, with my new job and everything, which is going fairly well, um, my commute has to be entertaining. And I've been ripping through podcasts very fast. So I've been diving into audiobooks lately. Oh, that's right. You have recommended these because I I told you I walk around a lot and listen to them. And there's... Two stories I gotta tell you, and okay. this is not spoilers or anything, but also too, they're pretty much the same story from two different people, but about two similar situations. It, it's hard to explain, but I feel like this should have some Twilight Zone music set up. Yeah. Like, imagine a realm. Uh, which one? One's from Dave Grohl, okay, and one's from Mel Brooks. So I got to pick which one you're going to talk. Well, fuck. I'm going to tell you both, but which one do you want to hear? That's first? like, do you want good news or gooder news? Yeah, I <laughs> know I said gooder. Yeah, but um, in this situation, let's go. Let's go, Dave Grohl first. Okay, Dave Grohl. Okay, a couple years ago, um, this was. If you haven't read Dave Grohl's Storyteller or heard the audiobook, I recommend it wholeheartedly. It okay. is an amazing read. It's great. Just stories and everything like that. Hey, I'm going to be on a plane soon, so I might do that. Yeah. Um, I've told you there's a Joan Jett story that you have to hear. Yes. That's, a, for our listeners, that ties in. I'll be going to see Joan Jett in August. So, yeah. yes. And then there's this story. Okay. I don't remember which year it was, but Dave got a call from the Academy Awards to perform a song for the In Memoriam segment. He okay. played uh, Blackbird. Okay. The, the Paul okay. McCartney Blackbird. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There's a longer story on how he accepted it. That I'm going to leave to everybody to be able to either listen or read the book yourselves. Okay. But in the 
as he's telling a story, Dave's like, I don't own a suit. And they want me to wear a suit. So Weird. So they set him up with a stylist. He, <gasps> he goes to the stylist, mm-hmm. and it's this blonde girl. And she's like, oh, we've met before. And he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, we know each other. He's and like, he, oh, shit, Nirvana groupie. You want to try to guess at all? Who the stylist was? Yeah. Mm, I don't Lady Gaga. She's like, I was a little girl in the heart-shaped box video. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, what? <laughs> and she explains and everything. He's like, holy shit. That's fucking rad. Yeah. I'm, I'm driving, listening, this, and I'm tearing up like, that's fucking amazing. You know, it, it's funny because I've heard so many stories, little little offshoot stories, interviews, um, like when I used to listen to Mark and Brian. Yeah. <clears throat> it ages me a little bit, but <laughs> when I listen to Mark and Brian on 95.5 KLOS in, in California, they interviewed him, and they had asked him at one point, like, how many, how many Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or Grammy winners do you have in your phone, like, on speed dial, like, right now? Dave Grohl or Dave Grohl. Oh yeah. And uh, you know this was this is, you know, a couple albums in with Foo Fighters and whatnot. And uh, he pulled him up, and he goes, oh, and he's going through, and he's Prince was on there. Yeah. Uh, he had Paul McCartney. He had Ringo uh. Starr on there. Like, and they were just people that he'd recently spoke it, with. Inklings towards another story. Paul McCartney gave Dave Grohl's daughter her first piano lesson. I've heard this. Yeah. I heard this at the, I want to say it was a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Probably for George Harrison yeah. uh, when it, when they did the In Memoriam with his son and yeah. everybody up there on stage. And it was he and um, Jeff, oh my God, why am I spacing his name right now? Lindsay? Anyway, No, uh, uh, Jeff from ELO. Oh, okay. Uh, Jeff Lynn. Thank Lynn. you. Okay. I was close. I know. Um... So he gets up on Man, stage. My music and, knowledge is getting better and better. He talks about he well your record collection's growing too. So he uh, he gets up and he talked about how Paul McCartney had given his daughter her, her first yeah. piano lesson, and I was just it was fucking surreal. When you start listening to it, I expect you'll probably be on your flight and everything. Okay, but I expect probably a lot of Facebook messages or calls. As you progress through it, going like, motherfucker, holy shit. Absolutely. It's kind of a, I'll probably go with that one because it's going to be a a nice precursor because we start our vacation off in Nashville. Nice. So lots of live music, lots of live rock. Yeah, it's a good way to jump in. Things like that, so. You ready for Mel? Yes, I am. Okay, now for Mel Brooks' story, and like I said, pretty similar stories. Is it Twoo? Sorry, that was. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can't Um, make that movie today, but anyway, go ahead. Yes, the, the, uh, right now I'm to the point where he's starting to make the producers in the book. Good lord. Yeah, and it's only, this is a 15 hour book. Damn. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm only like three or four hours in. Yeah, but this story was in the probably mid-beginning because it talks about him going to World War II. I think a lot of people forget that. Yeah, and he talks about how... Him and his other soldiers in his platoon, they were stationed in his farmhouse in France. Okay. And it's a, a dairy farm and everything. So the family that owns the farm and everything, taking care of the soldiers, feeding them right, all this stuff. And he talks about this little boy that always tagged along with Mel, going like, Private Mel, Private Mel. And he always remembered that kid. And uh, Mel's like, fast forward a couple decades later, I'm in London making Elephant Man. 
And I decide, oh, you know what? I'm going to take the riders on a little trip. So he decides to take the riders of Elephant Man, the screenplay mm-hmm. riders. He's like, we're going to go to France. Uh, I want to show you this farmhouse that I was stationed at and everything. They get to the farmhouse, they pull in, and they knock on the door. This big, burly guy, freaking big-ass beard, just Mel's just like this brick wall of a human being. Mm-hmm. Answers the door, and Mel proceeds to tell him this, the brick wall. The story of, like, oh, I was stationed here during World War II, and proceeds to tell him about everything. And then the brick wall goes, Private Mel? Aww. It was the kid. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Goosebumps even telling that damn story. That's fucking and cool. And the guy proceeds to just feed them and just, they enjoy the day there. And it was this fucking cool ass story. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going to have to check both these out. Yeah, I would Absolutely. highly recommend it. Dave Grohl, Storyteller, and Mel Brooks, It's About Me. And interestingly enough, they're, they're both incredible storytellers. Oh, God, yes. Dave Grohl has a way of telling some of the most captivating stories about run-ins or collaborations or accidental workings with or you know whatever with people that you're like what the how how is that possible just wait until you hear his little richard story oh my god i can't wait i love little richard oh yeah he does too oh i can see okay that's it that (laughs) seals the deal i'll I'll download it um and for me like as i was evolving in my employment world Mm -hmm. uh foo fighters have became kind of my score my soundtrack to me leaving Target and everything, and right. just everything about Dave Grohl, and then the recent passing of Taylor and everything like that. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, but just I've grown a huge appreciation towards the life that Dave Grohl has lived. You know what? I'm looking forward to finding out more about it. But musically, it's just, and I and I hate saying it like this, but I think one of the best things that happened to Dave Grohl's career was the end of Nirvana. In Huge part of the book too, and stuff I never knew. Oh, see, yeah, I, and and Nirvana is my—that's my teenage years. Oh yeah, I ninety-one, I think ninety or ninety-one yeah. is is when Smells Like Teen Spirit came out, and holy shit, were we riveted from that moment forward? And then it was just Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Mother Love Bone, everybody, you know. And so. then also too, as we close this part of the episode down, it was announced today that there's going to be two. Uh, Taylor Hawkins uh, tribute concerts coming up. Sweet. There's going to be one in London, I believe, in July. Okay. And then the LA Forum in September. It's a great venue to see a concert. Yeah. In September. Yeah. Fuck. Of next year or this year? This year. God damn. That means tickets are probably already on sale. I haven't looked. Fingers are crossed, but uh, I'm not holding my breath. (laughs) I'm going to take a peek. I'm going to take a peek to see if I can find them. But Yeah. yeah, that's... I would... If I can score tickets for that, I would love to go with you on that one. Oh, yeah. So I'm officially asking you on a date. Aww. See what happens when COVID opens back up and, I, and I'm not wearing pants around you? I'll buy dinner. Ooh, they don't go on sale until the 17th. Ooh, and the concert's the 27th of September, which is a Tuesday. Ugh, fuck. Let, we'll cross the ticket bridge first. <laughs> yes. And I got to we'll, take a look and see exactly where we get them, what the prices are going to be. Yeah. But we'll get it figured out. This is one of those rare nowheres where we kind of went old school. We had our little opening conversation and everything, and now we're jumping into the main topic. That's true. It's been a while, and we're talking uh, arcades. Near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Um, you introduced me to Retrovolt. Yeah. Um, well, 
before like the common era the arcades we're about to talk about most arcades were pretty much you either put in quarters put in tokens buy your game card uh top up your game card and play that way on a random like why the fuck not i came across an ad on instagram for this place called retro vault like you just mentioned that i exposed you to I love when you exposed. Yeah, to and I went there and checked it out. And this place is like some arcades that we've that I've been able to check out with Kim lately and have uh, unleashed on the Next World. They're known as free play arcades, where you basically go in, you pay for the time, and everything is on free play. No tokens, no game cards. Right. Like Retro Vault puts it, no stupid ticket games with cheap ass prizes. Yeah. <laughs> Just the love of the games. Yeah, um, it's and uh, Retro Vault is in Cala Mesa, mm-hmm. is because we'll probably mostly talk about them right now. Right. Um, for me, the first time I stepped in there, which by the way, it's right next door to a pizza joint. Yeah. So it floods me with memories of an amazing childhood. And we, we've gone 80s. from exposing <clears throat> to flooding. Yes, and I'll go, and now I'll gush about uh, <laughs> Retroville. Uh, so, you know, for me, for those of you, if you want, if you need kind of a marker on how how I how my youth was growing up, watch Stranger Things, and that's about the age frame for which I am in. A yeah. little bit, little bit younger, um, but for the most part, I was in arcades like crazy. I, you know. The tilt. Tilt, I worked at Tilt. Yeah. Um, you know, Tilt, Tilt was an arcade franchise um, that was up here in the high desert um, and other places as well, but it was, um, you know, that's where I it first played G Lock and yeah. Afterburner and yeah. all those games. And, you know, there was places up in, in the village and Big Bear that I, I used to play at, and, and it was fantastic. And, and the amazing thing the, is, Retrovolt has Afterburner. And, yes. Uh, yeah. It has all of that stuff. Um, you know, I, I, I was. See, I almost strayed away from saying gushed, but I'm going to say it anyways. I gushed about, um, you know, how I could put a quarter into RoboCop from Data East yeah. and play it all the way through. And I walked in and I heard it right. Uh, I heard them ding, 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 oh, ding, yeah. ding, ding, and just lost my mind. They have the I think I was 80, there for your first you visit. Were, yeah. You absolutely well, were. This is a story that definitely has to be told because I believe you, Laura, and your kids were going to go for a hike first, right? Yes. But then it kind of fell apart and everything. It did. But in the meantime, me and Kim were just going to go to Retro Vault yeah. and have dinner. I'm texting you going like, hey, what are you up to? And you, you fly out tell me like, oh, we're heading to Retro Vault. Yep. Uh, and I'm like, did you talk to Kim? <laughs> You're like, no. No, why? I We're on our way too. Yeah. <laughs> and it was fucking one of those happenstance things. It was. It was a crazy random happenstance and it was fabulous. Yeah. Um, there... The, the pinball wall there is fantastic. Oh, God, yeah. Um, it, it's kind of They have L-shaped. a bunch of modern ones. They have classic. They have classic-styled uh, yeah. games. I still want to play that baseball one you showed me. That one was interesting. Yeah, that one That one looks pretty interesting. But uh, which one is your favorite along the pinball wall? Avengers. Okay, yeah, you hate. do have kind of a... Love-hate on that bastard. <laughs> you definitely have a love-hate. Oh, I came so close to getting the freaking uh, Power Stone the last time I was there. <laughs> I I love 
the Iron Maiden one. The Iron Maiden one's cool. But my heart goes out for the Stranger Things pinball game. Yeah. Um, um, my I heart goes I'm out to the, the South Park three. one, too. I think I'm still in the top three on that. The South Park one is awesome as yeah. well. Yeah, um, it's there is, The last time I was there, there is a Street Fighter 2 pinball. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to check that out. But, I mean, now... For those of you who are deep, hardcore classics, uh, you know, arcade players and whatnot, they do have Asteroids, oh, yeah. Robotron. Um, the Star Wars, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Star Wars from 83, from the, the Vector Graphics with Atari. I believe the last time the, you were there, uh, Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom is there now. Um, House of the Dead. Uh, yeah, there, uh, there's a ton. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, yeah. Um, I beat the, Teenage Mutant yes, Ninja did. Turtles. Yes, you did. The Simpsons. Beat the X Men game. Yep, um, the you know the four player classics that kind of came out in the nineties, but they have Pac Man, Mrs. Pac Man, and they're not. Uh, there's I think there's one maybe two cabinets that are actual emulators. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's it's the it's all set yeah up. it's all classic stuff in there. So yeah. Um, Donkey Kong, Donkey oh, Kong yeah. Junior, Donkey Super Kong Mario 3, Brothers. Super Mario Brothers, regular Mario Brothers where they you know uh, it, there's just so much in in there. Yeah. Um, they have your Area 51, Bang Bang Shoot 'em Up. You know. Yeah, have you ever played Area two? 51 uh, by yourself, double barrel? Yes, I have. Oh, it's so much fun. I got to do that when I worked at Tilt, though. Yeah. Um, I would just load up the credits and just go go to town. Uh, since Kim doesn't listen to this, I can say this. When I first did that in front of her, mm-hmm. like I got done, she's like, that was fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why you need nerd girls, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, oh, yeah. or nerd guys. Or like, or the way she put puts it off and on, it's like, you broke me. Ooh. <laughs> With the nerd stuff. That's a, that's a great way to phrase that. I love that. I'm starting to creep finally some of the stuff into uh, Laura's uh, psyche as well. Yeah. And she uh, she dropped some on me the other day when we were watching something with Devin and was like, look, look what I did. She was so excited because yeah. she remembered some of the nerd shit. Uh, but, uh, but also, yeah, I've been able to tell Kim recently, like, you've broken me too because of how much nature I've been getting out yeah, into. Yeah, you guys are a great compliment in that regards. So you and get out and do the nerd things together and you get out and do the nature things together. And, and, and that's, then, of course, fantastic. as I stare at my stack of records uh-huh. now, she's definitely broken me in the world of music. Which is great because this, uh, that was the first thing I noticed when I walked in. Sitting to my right is a very fresh, I'm assuming that's a cedar or pine Crosley record box uh, styled after the old milk crates that people yeah. would store their records in and lug them around everywhere and let me tell you, his selection is fan-fucking-tastic. And actually, since the last episode that you guys heard with me and Doug talking about the initial collection, mm-hmm. I have picked up uh, the Crow comic book soundtrack. Yes. Which... A very rare item. Yes. 300 pressings, and it's something to behold. It's definitely going to be... Me and Doug have talked about doing more discussions about our collections and everything. we got to drag your ass into this, too. Yes. But um, we'll definitely talk about that. But back to the arcades. Yeah. Um, it, it's Retrovolt is just something that if you get a chance, uh, there's several all over Southern California. Not Retrovolts, but arcades. Um, they're all over the place. You'll find them down in Los Angeles. There's well, some pretty big ones in Vegas and things like that. But for that really hometown feel, that's I, you can't go wrong. Well, there's that. another. There's been a couple that me and Kim have yes. ran across too. Like personally, to me, Retrovolts like top of the list, and this right. is not knocking any of the other ones. Um, there's one in I think it was when I say Claremont. It is the Lost Levels. It's a used video game store. Okay. But you go downstairs into their basement, and they have. Not the biggest arcade, but they have a bunch of different games and stuff that are all on free play, and you pay $10 an hour. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it is good, Claremont, by yeah. the way. And it, it, they got some good selections, but also it's very cramped because it's literally like their storage basement. Okay. Yeah, but not a lot of big selections. But if you need to kill time in Claremont, it's, it's a place to check out. I see it. I'm looking at some of the stuff here. I see Mortal Kombat 2, NBA Jams. That's all that Midway stuff. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the Street Fighter classics, 1942. Yeah, Mandalorian uh, pinball. The okay. Last time we Very were there. cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, you know, of course, Galaga. They got the Guitar yeah. Hero ones. Uh, they got some weird Japanese ones, too. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of odd ones out. Neo Geo, that's a system, and I, and I believe they have it at Retrovolt, um, off to the side. It was one of the first multi-tiered uh, where you could select one of anywhere from just two or three to like 15 different Japanese anime, oh, yeah. manga, you know, style games. Um, and it was super interesting. It was well, super interesting. Well, to keep the uh, discussion of uh, Japan going here, in Japan they have these things called cat cafes that kind of have been trickling over the states and everything where it's kind of just a coffee shop or just a cafe. Mm-hmm. Normal cafe and everything, but cats. You play with cats, have a cat on your lap. I know you're you're probably itching right now. Just My allergies and my eyes just screamed at me from inside my Yeah, head. so you may want to ignore this next arcade. Okay, go for it, go for but, it. But um, me and Kim found this place in Wrightwood called The Program. And we're like, what the... And I read it and it touts itself as a cat arcade. Oh, what is... Okay, so what is it? How do you say the name? The Purground. P-U-R-R-Ground. Oh, P-U-R-Ground. Okay. And me and Kim had been to Wrightwood off and on, and we knew of an animal rescue in Wrightwood, so we're like, I wonder if they're associated or anything like that. But Kim only heard she gets to play with cats, so... <laughs> so we went yeah, to check that, it out. Yeah, 100%. And, I get it. it was associated with the animal rescue that's in Wrightwood, and it's basically, it's like the free arcades. Okay. Where you pay $10 an hour to go in. They, It's not as, trying to figure out the right word, it's not set up like Retro Ball or anything like that because it's an animal rescue. Right. They got a bunch of arcade one-ups. You don't want to go nuts and, and uh, like, flip out the cats or exactly. anything inside. I got you. I well, got no. You. That, well, that's the key thing with that, too. Mm-hmm. They have a bunch of arcade one-ups. They have, like, uh, like giant Jenga and... Connect for and like some like a pinball machine and everything like that, but right. also too, they have a TV that the cats watch because there's a bunch of cats in this place. It's amazing, free roaming, and you get to play with them. You get to play video games. At one point, I'm I'm petting one cat and then kind of was like, okay, I'm gonna go play this one game. Cat followed me over to Rampage, and there was a cat <laughs> tower next to the Rampage machine, and the cat's name was Salt climbed up there and kind of was just looking at me like continue <laughs> let's get her done let's wreck this town yeah and then i'm like petting and kept going and then moved on to the street fighter one and i watched salt follow me all the way there and i'm just like oh you're gonna do it this time aren't you salt like gets in position leaps up and just lays across the street fighter controls just like <laughs> you don't want to play this like, fuck this game but it so- was really cool setup so the Purgrounds tagline basically is this. The Purground is a family fun cat arcade that houses adoptable rescued cats. After working and running an animal rescue for years, we wanted a way to bring more fun into our community while still saving lives. Uh, it, it's pretty cool. They, they're on Facebook. Uh, if you try to uh, search them, it's P-U-R-R-G-R-O-U-N-D. Um, 
just search them on Facebook, or if you search them on uh, Google, it'll take you right to their Facebook. And page. I found it by just typing in uh, things to do in Wrightwood. And that was one of the first things that popped up. And I, like I said, as soon as I sent the link to Kim, there was no question about it. I was like, yeah, we're going. <laughs> this is rad. I'm looking at the place, and it's very, very, you know, like, well laid out. Open where the cats can kind of run around and go nuts and do their thing. And, and then there's the family fun games and things like that in there. It looks like there's even a like a green screen something in the back. Oh, maybe that's just the way they're decorated, one of their offices. But lots of stuff for the cats to play with. Lots of stuff for you to do as well. That's that's rad. I love yeah, that. It's a really cool idea. That's pretty cool. And then uh, Even my allergies agree. Yeah. And then there's one more place. It's in San Bernardino across the street from the McDonald's Museum. Okay. Called The Revival. Revival, okay. And it's set up basically the same way like all of them. It's uh, $10 an hour with a, there's, all these places have unlimited passes too, so if you just want to go and just play all freaking day, they, mm -hmm. they have that ability. Um, the thing that Revival has different than Retro Vault though is they have free play ski ball, free play air hockey. Ooh, for tickets? No tickets. Oh. And free play uh, basketball hoop shot thingy. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. one that moves forward and backwards yeah. or stays stationary. But the important part is ski-ball and, and uh, air hockey. Okay. Yeah, and they got same games and everything, a lot of pinball, a lot of old-school pinball, like not like the new like digital things and everything like that, a lot of like old-school pinball. Okay. And they, the one thing they do have that I have played each time is this like, motion control system game where like it's almost like a ride. Okay. Where you have, like, the there's a joystick where you can move the seat around, where it has a trigger where you're, you can fire and everything, and, like, one of the games you can play is you're a gunner in World War II on a battleship. Oh, how cool. And you you can tilt it and look up and fire away at planes or shoot freaking death charges out for ships and everything like that. There's multiple games on this thing, but it's very interesting. It'd be it's amazing. It'd probably be awesome if I remember the name, but... <laughs> so, Revival Arcade, yes, it's located in San Bernardino. Um, it's only open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And that's the same thing with Retro Vault. They're <laughs> only open uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. A yes. lot of these places only are open certain days of the week because, honestly, minus the people you're hearing right now, yeah. there's probably not a lot of people that are <clears> thinking, ooh, Monday, I'm going to go play video games for a couple hours. Yeah, they have a they have an Instagram page, a Facebook page. Um, oh my God, they have Rostan. The what? Rastan. Uh, says most people, it's, it's Rostan. Oh yeah, that's Taito. It's yeah. Uh, like a cool gladiator sort of thing. They got a lot of those, like um, really. Like... Tons of the side by side racers. Looks like Cruising USA, Cruising World, um, stuff like that. Then of course, yeah, there's your Mario Brothers. Yeah, it's on there. Um, that's it's pretty nuts. Um, I took my nephew there like uh, two weekends ago, and he, he had a blast. They've gone Legends. That's a pretty cool one as well. Yeah, you know, it's it's. I like seeing these things pop back up because there is a feel that comes along with going to have pizza at a pizza joint. Well, exactly, and like going, we're getting a handful of tokens or quarters and going to play. Yeah, you know, whatever. Fine, take away the quarter aspect. Yeah, do the makes pay it by, Yeah, <laughs> do the, the pay by hour. I think something that would be cool for them to do is do a, a run of um, vintage tokens with their logo on oh, it, just cool. for sale. You know, oh yeah, dollar a piece or something like. Well, that. Well, uh, coming up, I believe it's in July. If you go to uh, Retro Vault's uh, Facebook page, mm -hmm. their fifth anniversary is coming up, and they're doing a. And that blows my mind that it's. I just have barely gone to this. Yeah. Place. 
that it's been around for five years and I'm it's just good on them. Yeah. Because yeah. honestly, like minus people that live around Calamasa and everything, it's an hour drive for us, but it sure as fuck worth it. Yeah. Like, I've told like my last couple of weeks at Target, like after I discovered the glory that is retro ball, mm-hmm. I would tell everybody. And as oh, soon yeah. as I would finish explaining what it is and how it's laid out and everything, they're like, where is this again? I've been in Calamace about an hour from here, and they're like, I'm going this weekend. Yeah, it's it's not a bad drive. Yeah. The area is pretty nice. There's lots of places to eat, including the pizza place right next door. Yeah. I'm really pimping this out, and I don't even have the name of that Well, place. there's a place called uh, The House House. The House. Uh, H-A-U-S. Yeah. H-O-U-S-E. Yeah. It, um, last time me and Kim were there, they, on their window, they were telling, like, their new burgers and everything like that, and we may try them okay. the next time. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to have to check some of these things out. I really want to make a day of just going down and hanging out and yeah, kind yeah. of checking out Calamesa, but, you know, ended up with Retrovolt and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, growing up, if we want to go back a little retro, besides Tilt, um, I want to tip my hat to one that, that was over in uh, Victorville. Um, my buddy Jesse and I, uh, there was this arcade that we used to go to and get comics at and stuff like that, and it was called the Fishhead Arcade. Oh, wow. um, yeah, and it was. I mean, I remember. I, the, I remember the tokens. They had a pool over there you could go play, but we just go over there, and they would have some of the best, like late eighties, early nineties. This was probably about the time I was fifteen or so, coming up on sixteen. So a lot of the nineties grunge stuff. That I remember they played a lot of Faith No More, a lot of Nine Inch Nails, nice. you know, like. And they had a, they had a, like a working Wurlitzer jukebox, but it was um, CDs instead of the the. You know, because CDs yeah, ruled exactly. the world yeah. at the time, and well, we still like weren't at, burning them yet. So at uh, the Revival Arcade, mm-hmm. they have a CD uh, jukebox. There you go, and it's free play. Yeah, you see? choose whatever the hell you want and listen to on there. That's so awesome to me, you know, because they, yes, with all the technological marvels and stuff that we have in, in the 21st century now, scaling it back, one of one of the most exciting chapters that I read in Ready Player One was when he travels to arcade. That was the one thing I killed for for the movie. To yeah. have him play that perfect game of Pac-Man. Yes. You and know. go through all that world and everything. We can have that in Ready Player Two. But eventually, <laughs> we'll have our full-on discussions about both books. 100%. Because yeah. you do have, much like the Harry Potters, you do have to take them for their own individual merits. And I think that may be our November and December episodes. Okay. Just to cover our bases. And just um, I was thinking about it, too. Like, we might as well make a multi-part. I'm okay with that. Yeah, just so someone doesn't get a little over eager and. <laughs> Who are you talking about there, sir? Doug. <laughs> okay, I'll keep it between us. Um, but you know the the arcade movement, seeing a lot of these uh, places pop back up. Um, it was it's funny because as soon as we went to Retrovolt, it was like a floodgate opened, and I started hearing about stuff in. Uh, Las Vegas, where oh, yeah. we'd go out there, stuff in San Diego, uh, you know, place all over the place. And actually, uh, I'll, I'll give you one really cool story that happened when I was at uh, uh, San Diego Comic-Con years ago, and it was when Tron Legacy was coming out. Yeah. If you walked around, there was people that had Flynn Lives shirts on, and everybody was like, what the, what the fuck? So you go up and you talk to them, and they would give you a token. And you would take this token, and you would go to a specific location off-site, and there was a full-on mock-up of Flynn's Arcade. That's awesome. And you could go in, you could play the video games, and at a certain time, there was a full, um, the, the Tron game that you couldn't play that was in the back um, and kind of sectioned off. The wall swung open and revealed the new light cycle and all of that stuff, and there was a whole thing about the movies. 
Disneyland was cool enough to translate that over. Now it's over by the Marvel Academy, so I don't think it's I don't think it's active anymore. Yeah. But for a while there, they had that Flynn Arcade thing. So, but but it was well, always packed. There's still rumblings of a third. I hope it happens. I do. And, but also, too, um, I believe it's in either Shanghai Disney or Tokyo Disney or something like the that. The roller coaster? The Tron Light <laughs> Cycle coaster. And that's supposed to be supposed to be coming to Disney World and eventually to Disneyland. I hope so. I genuinely do. You know, like right well, now. Well, if we're you riding... check out um, on Disney Plus, there's uh, Behind the Attractions. And. That was the variation, I believe, wherever the initial Tron Light Cycle coaster was put in was their variation for Space Mountain. Okay, okay. And it exploded from there. And that's kind of kept the fire lit, and now, since James Gunn is James fucking Gunn... Okay. He he was the last person I heard that's like, yeah, I kind of would like to see this happen. All right. Yeah. If anybody's going to helmet... Yeah. It's that that beautiful bastard. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, while we're sitting here talking, I was kind of looking up some more of the the other uh, arcades here in Southern California and whatnot. I'm going to say there's one in North Hollywood called Player One. Ah, road trip. Yeah, we're going to have to go down and check it out. But they uh, they do live music. They have a bar that's there. Yeah, they've got all the classic side by side racers, um, the vintage arcade games. Uh, just a ton of them. Uh, uh, let me we see may have to see how close that is to uh, Scum and Villainy. Yeah, that'll absolutely be something that we because do. Because so. I've still never been to Scum and Villainy. I know. They got a vintage Playboy one. Oh, that's um, fucking cool. Yeah, vintage Playboy pinball machine. <laughs> There's the X-Men <laughs> with Magneto. Uh, uh, yeah, tons tons of classic stuff in there, and it's a pay-by-the-hour as well, too. It's definitely this, like, uh, with the episode that we recently did with Doug, talking about albums and everything. Mm-hmm. As we discover more of these arcades, it's we're definitely going to have to kind of take a step back on a on a, on on an episode and discuss what we've come across. Yeah, absolutely, and um, you know it's and give these people a shout out because they're they're fucking whether doing they're the Lord's work, whether they're big money places, you know that or what we love about Retrovolt is that it's a family owned. Yeah. You know, place, um, you know, who are so friendly and so kind. Whatever it is, get out and support this movement because that's what keeps the legacy of these things alive. We are in an era now where we're playing more and more immersive games. Um, I put on an Oculus Rift for the first time just a couple of weeks ago. And holy shit. When I tell you that we can't be that far away from something like the Oasis and Ready Player One, that's not an exaggeration. I want to watch a movie. I've seen like video of people doing the whole movie theater thing Mm -hmm. there. I think that's going to be my first attempt into the Oculus. Okay. To kind of try it. Sure. And I get that and I can respect that. One of the biggest genres right now that they have for VR is horror gaming. Oh, yeah. Um, well, like at uh, Glow uh, Mini Golf, me and Kim go all the time. They have VR there. Do they? Okay, yeah. okay. But, um, um, there's a couple of places like in Victoria Gardens and some other areas uh, here in Southern California that have the VR experiences as well. Well, there are certain video games right now. My nephew will play Xbox a lot in my room. And he'll want me to check it out and everything. Um, either I'm getting old, my eyes are going to shit or something. I don't know. But he plays certain games where I'm like, I'm going to go throw up. Oh no! Yeah, 
Some of those games are designed to do that. Like, yeah. I, you know, I watch cutscenes from Miles Morales Spider-Man, yeah. and I go, holy crap. Oh, yeah. Somebody with motion sickness definitely going to throw up watching well, Like, I tried playing Manhunter, that shark game. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, I was like, oh, God, I can't do this. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you know, it's we're going to have to find our uh, a group of arcades that are just the most retro. See what we can find. Yeah. Who has, you know, take a list and find out who had the best selection. Yeah. The, you know, uh, best layout, the uh, oldest game. Um, I think the oldest one that I've come across was, um, if you ever go back and watch Jaws, and it shows them on the, the beach side playing some of the games, there's the old light gun games. Oh, yeah. Where you're using a uh, harpoon gun, and you see a little light image of a shark coming through. And you have to try to hit it with a light gun. There's some of those at Revival. Oh, see, I'm going to have to check that You've out. you got to check this place out. That's awesome. Uh, we can keep rattling on. Yes, on we could. We could We could gush yeah. some more about this. But um, but don't yeah. want to expose you to too much too soon. No, but uh, <laughs> honestly, you know, if you haven't, uh, you know, if you couldn't tell from everything, Retrovolt is kind of our, yeah, that's uh, where our heart lies. Yeah, yeah. And so we and that's love not those guys. to the other places, though. <laughs> we, you know, get it, get a chance, get out to Calamesa, spend the day out there uh, on the weekend, and, and swing by, grab a slice of pie, and uh, hang out with the family for an hour or two at Retrovolt, and just feel the memories come flooding back for those of us that are old enough to remember. Oh yeah. And for those who aren't, like Ellie, when I had her with me, she had a blast playing Terminator Salvation and things like that. So you know it. It's, it's cool to share with your family. So. Well, I've taken my nephew to Retroball, and I took him to the Revival, and he, he's enjoyed it. Like, I didn't even, like, suggest him. That at one point, like, when we were at Retroball, I told him, like, hey, we got free reign here because we were the only ones there. And I said, That's so cool. I told him, like, we can play together if you want, but you can go explore. Just don't go out the door unless I've you've seen me with you. That's awesome. And I kind of... Hadn't heard from him in a little bit, so I was like, okay, went to check on him. He's sitting at the uh, Area 51 game. Of course. Double barrel. Double barrel blasting. Yeah, just get it, kid. Yeah, and I took a picture. That's I, he didn't even notice me around the corner just taking a picture of him. Just He's on a bar stool just sitting there just firing away. I'm like, that's my nephew. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was just heartwarming to watch my kids pick up the guns or they grab the controls of games that I played and loved and mastered and even some that I, I didn't play a whole lot, you know, and, and to see them, you know, getting involved in stuff like that now, it just felt like I was connected more, you know. Yeah. And it's it's just really cool. It's uh it's something you guys need to get out and do, so we highly, it's, highly enjoy recommend. some nostalgia people. Yeah, absolutely. Well damn. I think that's about it. Are we at the end of this fucker already? Yeah, but to, whenever the hell I get this fully edited and done, that will be another story. Well, uh, bear with us, folks, because our our head honcho over here is trying to find his delicate balance between a very lucrative uh, uh, work life and a uh, and a personal life that allows him to channel his creativity. So, yeah. you know, if, if nothing else, give us a shout out and tell him he's doing a damn fine job. So, uh, I guess on that note, uh, yeah, uh, this has been Josh and this has been Nick, and we're not on Zoom, so it doesn't have to be a delay. So that's right. Be, be excellent, excellent to it. Holy crap, uh, it's very rare we do this, but we have a post-credit conversation. Uh, Doug recently got to go to Retro Vault. I took him. That's how he went. And we're going to get his thoughts of the day right now. Doug, what would you think of the place? I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was fun. I'll go back. And there you have it!
That's a success. Holy shit, Nick, you're here? 